lovelies, and welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again, and we have a really fun one in store for all of you today. We are kicking off our next 200 episodes here on the show uh, by welcoming Creeps. Onto the show, uh, Andy Ripley and Irving West, the the tag team based out of Georgia that has been going all over the place. Um, they've been out to Vegas, they've been out to Pennsylvania, to Brooklyn, to uh, Indiana. Uh, they're going to be in, in St. Louis um, uh, coming up here, but um, it's, it's not necessarily about all the the places that they've been, but really the the attitudes and the eccentricities <laughs> and the um, autonomy of character that they are bringing to the pro wrestling world, like so many others, but in their own truly, truly distinct way. Um, Creeps has been one of the more interesting and fun tag teams to watch as they've developed over the last couple of years here, um, complete with their own like awesome moments, you know, winning SVW uh, tag team championship down there in, in Athens and, you know, Andy winning the SVW Heavyweight Championship, becoming the one of the, like the first non-binary heavyweight champion in the Southeast ever in pro wrestling. Um, but you know, we got the chance to sit down with, with them and really talk through a lot about the uh, the thought process and the mindset um, that went into the the creation of creeps and what it brought to them as well as what it's brought to the fans that they come to see them, especially on um, the shows where, you know, they're out in like, rural Georgia <laughs> and that sort of thing. Like some of, some of my old stomping grounds. Um, but just all around amazing conversation and, and really excited for all of y'all to hear it. Uh, before we get to that, though, I do want to, uh, I'll make this quick, but um, the F Effie's episode of The Life Of was... Uh, Really, really intriguing, and um, I think you owe it to yourself if you haven't watched it yet. Um, celebrate Pride Month by <laughs> watching uh, two plus hours of Effie's hectic, hectic schedule, as well as just um, wonderful insight into you know uh, himself outside of the character and. His home life, you know, him and AJ are just adorable together. Um, and and experiencing so much more of just like the raw emotion of of Effie um, in day to day life, and you know, you gain more of an understanding as to why he is so vocal and passionate uh, about the the fights that he has taken up you know and that's not to say that you don't already see that i mean come on like we've seen the promos at the end of big a brunches we've seen all of the various calls to action that that he's put out there you know all the support that he's given to members of of our community as well um and inspiration at the same time but i think you just get to see a little bit of a different side of it here and there are moments in in this episode that really um really got to me on an emotional level and um 
I find a lot of value in in those kind of moments. Not necessarily like value money, but the right word. But I, I I think it's more so that you find yourself being so incredibly happy and passionate that you are on the same side in this fight and that you have someone like Effie there alongside you and the power you can pull from that and the the strength you can pull from that as well so yeah all around great episode of, of the life of there for to celebrate pride month um if you haven't seen it definitely go check it out on IWTV it's it's really really fun uh, yeah, so with that, let's jump right into my conversation with Creeps. What's up, guys, gals, and non-binary pals? Welcome back to LGBT in the Ring, and I'm very pleased to have as my guest this week uh, one of the most unique tag teams out there on the scene right now. They have been killing it in various promotions in the Southeast, you know, from Platinum Championship Wrestling, SVW, Southern States Pro, Classic City Wrestling. But you probably see them in other places too. Paradigm Pro Wrestling versus Pro Studios, Wrestle Drag, uh, LVAC. Uh, please welcome Big Rip and Irving West Creeps. How are y'all Hi. doing today? Hello, hello. hello. We're good. Awesome. Yeah, I'm thank glad you so hear. much for having us. Oh, of course. I've been I've been wanting to chat with y'all for for a while now. Um Likewise, I yeah. Oh yeah? I'm that's oh, that's yeah, awesome yeah. to hear. Kind <laughs> of <laughs> <laughs> going back to the conversation we were having before I hit the record button like that's always news to me. To hear, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People want to talk to me? Why? <laughs> Yeah, no, trust me. <laughs> but but no, I'm I'm excited to have y'all on. Like I'm glad we had a chance to to meet for the first time out at the um at the Scenic City Rumble a couple months back and and that was a a nice surprise, honestly. Like and I've been like following y'all for a while and I will say like, you know, friend of the show Colette Aaron has never oh. been uh uh, one to uh, not talk y'all up anytime that we are interacting. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's been it's been exciting to to watch what y'all have been doing and to finally get a chance to talk to y'all about what's been going on. Yeah, absolutely. Also, yeah, Colette's great. Yeah, big ups, Colette. Colette has been all her work. Yes, it's astoundingly, amazingly good stuff. Whether it's the poetry or the or the prose, all of it's really good. And Colette's been crazy supportive since day one. Day zero, even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was there the first time I ever took a bump on an really? oh, yeah. air mattress. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> she's, she's told me stories about, like, being in the crowd at wrestling shows with y'all, and, and I'll just leave it there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of that, I just have to hope that people who are now our peers yeah. <laughs> don't remember <laughs> or make me uh, recognition that I was indeed one of the people in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would not be good. <laughs> uh, everybody grows. Um, but it's, That's true. Sure. That's true. Yeah. But it's been interesting to see, like, the dynamic that y'all bring to to the pro wrestling scene, um, the the characteristics of, of, of yourselves, like, just even down 
from your your promo work to your your in-ring personalities it's just it feels like something that the see like many of these scenes are missing in a way like it's just so i hesitate to say out there because like it's just it's just off like off a, a different path in a way you know like it, there's so much about like so much stylized about what y'all do that is really interesting and invigorating and i'm just curious before we get into any of the wrestling discussion like between the ropes or whatever stuff like that but like where does that sense of of style and, and characterization characterization rather come from for y'all yeah that's um <clears throat> i mean it's something i think both of us have have thought a lot about and uh put a lot of careful effort toward kind of presenting um as far as me personally like in terms of the aesthetics that i've tried to fold into what what we're doing or what i'm doing um a lot of it is just anarcho-punk stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, um, the most immediate place that I look as far as like who I'm going to rip off <laughs> aesthetics wise <laughs> is it's pretty much crass record stuff. Um, and, you know, that was all hugely important for me to, as a as a young punk coming up too. Uh, I don't think I knew anything about anarchism at all until I heard crass. Like it was just, some sort of silly idea in the yeah, circle well, a uh <laughs> until yeah, actually yeah yeah so um even unintentionally i think a lot of that is what comes through yeah diy punk stuff for sure like we we don't print our own t-shirts because they'd be terrible oh, yeah. but you know we we pay other punks <laughs> to do it yeah um <clears throat> and like the long hours and the long drives come from just that mindset um aesthetically some of my stuff comes from like sleazy 70s science fiction um and horror yeah for sure yeah same um i've been trying to draw a lot recently on um act up in new york um during the aids crisis um because a lot of the way they looked at stuff it was art plus activism at the same time um and their aesthetics are also incredible yeah. and based a lot on similar stuff yeah yeah mind blowing um, no for sure and, and it's interesting like to hear these different like aspects of of culture that that y'all pull from in that and i think that's what makes y'all stand out in in your presentation in that way obviously like yeah like there are there are a lot of areas of or people in pro wrestling that that can pull from that pull from the aesthetic of like you know punk grind core mm -hmm. and all that stuff here and there but like it just i don't know it just feels different with the spin that y'all put on it in a way because i'll be really watching your promos specifically mm -hmm. they can either come across as like real goofy <laughs> or real menacing depending on, yes, on who yes. you are yeah no that's that's i'm, I'm glad because that's yeah, uh that's, that's what we're going yeah, yeah that's, that's what we're trying to do creeps. yeah exactly um, like are we 
are we good? Are we friends? Or are you going to stab me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I can't remember who it was who said it, but the way that they described us, and I thought this was really interesting to see through their lens, uh, because they're like not into punk at all, was, oh, y'all are like the weird kids at high school that everyone's kind of cool with, though. Uh, like you're real weird, but it's fine. Like everyone's cool with you. Uh, and I was just like, I- I'll take it. You yeah. Know? Um, that's that's not actually far from the truth of what it was yeah. in high school for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> in a good long minute, but uh, it, it seems to fit. Yeah. That was bizarrely insightful. <laughs> yeah. Mm. No, I mean it. It it definitely fits <laughs> when you put it in that context. But I don't know. Like it's just. Was that, I mean, obviously it's an active decision depending because of the cultures that you're pulling from mm-hmm. and what you want to do, but, um, you know, being around pro wrestling, you know, whether it be, you know, as a fan or as an actual um, wrestler for, for as long as you had, like, I can imagine that there might have felt like some, maybe, maybe not risk is not the right word, but like mm-hmm. just um you know it's so uh, different from what other people do in pro wrestling and obviously like you know kind of going back to really the the nature of this show in particular mm-hmm. like looking at you know marginalized groups that are now you know being more and more accepted more and more celebrated within pro wrestling and being able to create more and vastly different things than we've seen in pro wrestling than historically um what was was that approach was that something that was in your mind was just like we might like are we going to like push some people away potentially or does that even matter in your minds um well based on where we're located we found out pretty much as soon as we debuted that we were gonna based on how we already were in life um 30 punk queers, you know, we were already pushing people away in uh, rural Georgia. So that, I think when, let's see. So initially we're both kind of trying to be more regular wrestling characters. Um, But it really solidified for me what Creeps was when the promoter at PCW wanted us to make Creeps an acronym. Um, and it just like came to me, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it really was crazy. It was like either politically or socially. And I was like, wait, that's like actually like real life, what, what <clears throat> we are, you know, and in wrestling for sure. Like mm-hmm. intergender stuff is not, not a thing at lots of promotions. Um, Irving is small for a cis man. Yeah. And that's not acceptable. And then when we get into like other identities, like indigenous Hawaiian and non-binary and things like that, like celebrating how we don't fit, but also, and just like leaning into it Mm -hmm. while at the same time making space for it or trying to for other people who also can't politically or socially exist in wrestling. Yes. Um, and in wrestling crowds too. Um, yeah, that was after we took a break for the pandemic. That's when that started to come together, and it to be more. 
again, back to our earlier conversation. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable <laughs> saying that we're being activists by doing this. Yeah. But I don't know that it's possible for us, based on our background, to not be. Yeah. Even if it's unintentional. Yeah, I can't. I can't decouple those things, and I don't want to. I, there was probably a time when I did want to, um, especially when we first started wrestling, because the prevailing sentiment from old heads mm -hmm. is don't do anything that could be conceived of as offensive to someone in the crowd or could be something that challenges them or makes them uncomfortable. But it was all couched in a way where it was very obvious the types of things that you were meant to not engage with or to present to people. And it wasn't necessarily offensive as such. It's not like, oh, saying swears and things like that. It's like, oh, well, if you are visibly different and you seem to celebrate the fact that you're either queer or non-white or something like that, that might rub someone the wrong way. And we don't like that because we want their $5. So yeah. ostensibly what they were trying to say is like, please don't chase off the hillbillies by being weirdos. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And that- Unless you're a deal. Right, yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. You could be a, <laughs> you could be the but, stereotypical- But don't be political. And yeah. by that they meant, <laughs> don't say things that- I'm not going to use hillbilly because I'm half hillbilly and you're using it <laughs> in, yeah. in a different form yeah. than I would. But um, the, the conservative general right. crowd, um, like just especially when it came to like Facebook presence and it's just like, I can't, I mean, our existence in and of itself is political. Only people who aren't marginalized can pretend that they're not, you know? So it was just like, what what would I post then? You know, who, yeah. what would I say? Who would I be if I have to pretend to be apolitical? And um, I just, the, the notion of being apolitical is just nonsense to begin with. Um, anything to uphold the status quo, I guess, is what we were being told. Right. And that, I think, is the prevailing sentiment, too. And in, in, if we're talking about wrestling as a bigger picture, it's changing and it's getting better. But like the line has always been oh well don't say something online that when someone in like wwe starts looking at you that you might regret later and i don't want to give those people any power over me or the decisions i make at all like they're not looking for me and that's not self-deprecation that's just a fact um so what good is it going to do me or anyone who pays attention to what we do to try to like pander to some imagined weird big brother who's going to judge my politics yeah. and um, like especially when like wwe um have to be pressured to to do anything about people saying like anti-gay stuff you know like if again i'm not going to be signed by wwe <laughs> i'm 39 that's fine you know that's not what i'm in it for um but like if they were to look at me being like, yay, you know, or just saying something maybe kind of lewd and be like, oh, no, we can't, you know, can't sign you. Like, <laughs> but you'll snap up all these other people like. And I, I think anyone who's either been involved with or like engages with wrestling uh, for long enough realizes that despite it being sort of a weird outlaw subculture, there's so much 
bizarre puritanical behavior and beliefs that mm-hmm. kind of permeate the thing. Mm-hmm. So it's really difficult. I, I thought it, it's been strange because initially I was like, oh, well, wrestling's full of weirdos. We'll be fine. But then we realized it's like, oh, not the kind of weirdos we are necessarily. Not that it's like everyone is I mean, against us or something. Them, right. We yeah. found our people. Found our people. <laughs> um, there are people who get it and the people who get it are very supportive and they they really work with us and try to try to get us to kind of move forward and to get better. But yeah, it, it was kind of a a bit deflating at first, I, I think. Um, yeah, for sure. Um I wasn't out as non-binary until after the pandemic either. So I was like forcing myself to play the role of a, a woman wrestler mm. being up against all the things that women have to come against in wrestling, which is a lot. But then it being all a sham anyway, you know, <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not getting less bookings now that I'm out. I don't think. So there are definitely some places that just won't even consider it, but they're not places we would want to work anyway, if they're not down with that. So right. <clears throat> a person being a person. No, and it, and it's, it's taken however long you've been doing this, at least for me to start to be at peace with and reconcile with the fact that um, if someone doesn't see our value or if they don't want us there, whether that's because of some politics or because we're queer or whatever, um, if they don't want us there, I don't want to be there. Uh, life is too short to try to like, you know, appease people who just don't and probably never will see what you're doing as something valuable. They don't have to. No one has to like what we do or like our wrestling or any of that. I don't care. But that I also don't need to chase these people down as though, that booking is going to be something fulfilling for me anyway, um, creatively or otherwise. Like, there's no amount of money probably that could get me to do something boring <laughs> for an eternity and just be like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I'll, I'll just quit. If I get too bored, I'm done. Like, that's it. So, <laughs> <laughs> the numbers I would throw out for some of these places. Just to- <laughs> oh yeah and then be like oh now what guess i'll donate it to charity because i don't want your money yeah that booking fee's gonna go up (laughs) yeah oh man or like when when i wrestled in rome georgia which is the district that marjorie taylor green represents (laughs) yeah and it was during the election um and I went out and did a promo about how I was going to go turn around and give all my money I made to um, to Brian Flowers, Marcus Flowers, Flowers. Oh, who was yeah. running against her. But I only got blank faces. I was like, come on, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> I would have ate that shit up personally yeah. <laughs> by the end of the building. <laughs> All you can do is put it out in front of people and just see. Yeah. It's like anything else in wrestling. Like, it didn't play here. But, yeah, well. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I think, too, like, this is um, something that I wanted to uh, circle back to. Mm-hmm. Like, part of, I think, since we started doing Creeps, everything in wrestling has gotten so much better for us. Um creatively and in terms of the things that we've been able to do and the places we've been able to go 
Uh, but something that I didn't really expect um, that's been kind of equally beautiful and sort of uh, just depressing is when we go to some of these small places like Rome uh, or like, you know, Warner Robins or wherever else, um, the number of people that we've had approach us like sort of quietly and off to the side in a really like you know what they're getting at but they're not saying it explicitly necessarily but the underlying message is like dear god there's actually queers here and that makes yeah. me so happy thank you for being here um that yeah. way you know they don't have to feel like the one gay person in their town which obviously they're not but yeah. it's not a place where you can really feel free to uh kind of show that and so I, I just didn't I didn't expect that anything I would do in wrestling would actually um, affect anyone in that way. Like I, I did, it, oh. it's it's mind boggling. I really, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Every time <laughs> I think about it, I'm just I'm sort of blown away. Um, but it goes to what I was thinking initially too. Was um, I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't like getting into the whole discussion of like, oh, authenticity as far as art goes, because that's that's a mire, and yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Part. But what I can say is that since I have allowed more of who I am as a person and not as some sort of a character come through what I do in wrestling, the better off I've been. The more what I do resonates with people that I wanted to mm -hmm. resonate with. Yeah, yeah. Um, the people that don't get it, fine. The people that do, they are like into it in a way that yeah. I, I can't yeah. I, I just it's humbling yeah. yeah blows my mind like mm. the fact that anyone ever made fan art of us is just like I yeah, yeah. wow <laughs> I can't I, I still yeah that uh that's something I still haven't been able to fully process or wrap my head around I'm just very thankful for it I just mm -hmm. um I don't know like maybe it's just my self-esteem but I'm just like you made fan art of me what for <laughs> Uh, that's strange is this some kind of a threat like <laughs> but then you can see that they get it based on yeah. what that they're drawing on and no. some of them haven't even seen us perform live, it's, it's, you know? um like riley uh riley parker did the long sleeve shirt that we're, mm -hmm. we're printing up right now um which looks boss design, by the way it's so cool, it's so cool. that was a design yeah. they did they didn't tell us they were doing it we had no idea until yeah. one day I got a message. It was like, hey, here's a shirt design that I did for you guys. And I, 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 they nailed it so well. And that's mm -hmm. owing in part to the fact that they're fantastic artists, but also like they got it. They, it, it, there was nothing about it that I didn't love. Yeah. And so uh, that to me is wild. Like whatever it is that we're doing has reached such a frequency for certain people that they just they get it and they know what it looks like and what it feels like um that's astounding i don't even know what to make yeah. of that i've never done anything creatively that's i think uh had sort of that as a component um i think wrestling in is a certain as an art form has that ability mm -hmm. to really get to people in ways that it's would be harder maybe necessarily with other things. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think music can do it for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, 
but I, I was never a vocalist or a lyricist. So whereas that is kind of built into this, I guess that kind of like yeah uh, words. <laughs> so this is not not quite going where I mean no, it. Not, <laughs> I, but it, it, it's true though, and I've heard people say it in a number of different ways. Like wrestling has a certain quality that is sort of inimitable. Like you can try to compare it to other things that seem vaguely similar. Like everyone goes for the whole theater thing, which there are similarities and that's yeah. fine, but I don't think wrestling needs to be legitimized by comparing it to these things mm -hmm. that we are now, uh, we accept as art or whatever. Um, I'm not that interested in what is and isn't art, but no. I do know that I'm not really gaining any ground if I'm trying to debate the legitimacy of play fighting. Like that's not <laughs> that's not where the conversation's gonna happen. It's one of those things where people need to be there, they need to see it, they need to feel it, and then that's it. Mm -hmm. Um and explaining it into the ground as many times as I've tried just doesn't do anything. So mm -hmm. it, it's its own thing. I don't I don't know that anything else is quite like it. That doesn't mean it's better. It just means that it's different. And I guess that's part of why these these connections seem to form, maybe. I, I don't know for sure, but it's Either that, or it's just that you know, anything I've done uh, creatively before just wasn't that good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, one, so. give give yourself more credit, or yeah. for one, <laughs> but also, um, I I don't know, like I mean, you're you're right, and like I'll we we've seen these comparisons between like pro wrestling and theater, pro wrestling and drag, and like mm. you know, these various other art forms, and like yeah, like they're they are similar, but wrestling still has like a certain aspect of it that kind of sets it apart from itself. And that kind of bores out this ability to connect with people. And I know like, I can just say this for myself, like we're all of a, of a similar age. I grew up in Georgia. Like I, I understand that whole thing. Like I grew up in, I was born in the, in Marjorie Taylor Greene's district. So, yeah. Like, yeah. so like I, I get everything y'all are throwing down about this stuff, but like hearing that story about like, even just like one person in Warner Robins, like kind of finding y'all off to the side and, you know, speaking in code in that yeah. way. Right. Like that just, cause growing up there, and I'm sure that y'all can attest to this too. Like, like sometimes you can feel like the only queer person that exists within like the hundred mile radius of yourself. Yeah. And just even having the ability to see somebody that even remotely resembles you mm. in that way um, is, can be a life changer for some people. And I think that that speaks to like we we do we talk about like you know the the goofiness of 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 you know cutting promos in hot tubs and like going to the, <laughs> going yeah. going to the uh, the um uh, oh god why is it the humane society and getting yeah. Yeah. to figure out who are yeah, yeah. who are, uh, who's gonna win at Pawcade um, <laughs> all day long but it all serves this core value of being able to have yourself connect with someone else and be able to mm. see that and be able to feel less alone, especially in the rural areas that, that y'all are working in a lot. Yeah. And I think um, it reminds me a lot too of a, uh, so 
you know, if you're in bands and stuff, or if you do like a zine distro or whatever, there are the tried and true places you can go where you know that the punks are there and it's kind of cool and it's kind of hip and people will pay attention and buy your stuff. And that's cool. That's fine. But the real where the rubber meets the road type stuff is when you get out into the sticks and you get out into these places and states where kids might not have ever encountered anything like this. Um, and I think wrestling is similar too, mm-hmm. uh, at least for us. And I, I keep thinking about like, oh boy, some of these towns are scary and they're sometimes kind of saddening and, and so on. But like, I think it's still a worthwhile pursuit to try to bring something to these places um even if it doesn't always seem like it uh you know there's that and there's this old like bruiser brody interview where he Mm -hmm. talks about like okay you can be at the very top of this business you can be wrestling in new york for the big feds or whatever but if you're not still in these towns in these small places connecting to people in that way then you're not anything. You're not a star. You're not doing anything important. Like if you can't connect with all those people, then you are not doing the job of wrestler is I guess the underlying thing. And I've connected that really strongly with what we're doing um, as far as representation or as far as like just making people feel a little less alone. Um, Yeah. And Um, uh, yeah. And at the same time with the traveling we've been doing, getting to work these shows with more than one other queer person on the card. (laughs) I mean, sometimes there's, you know, maybe four of us, but um, that is also really affirming for us to get to go meet like Dark Sheik and Edie Surreal and just be like, oh, Y'all do exist, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You may have had to drive 12 hours to be here, <laughs> but we are not alone either. Yeah, we, we keep seeing people uh, in like the Philly or New York area. They're like, oh, so uh, do you guys live in like Philly? Like, no, yeah. we live in Georgia. And they're just like, <laughs> we keep seeing you. It's like, yep. yeah. <laughs> this is like a beautiful oasis and a respite from some of the things that we see all the time again those are the really cool places where i know we're going to find support so i think both are very important Mm -hmm. it's important to have that sort of camaraderie uh even for us to feel like oh yeah we're not the only weirdos out here right yeah Uh, so (laughs) like the first gay show quote unquote that we did it was just mind-boggling how how supportive and how i don't know it just it might have been the first locker room that i've been in where I didn't feel like I had to have at least part of my guard up, you know? Um, and mm. that's not to say that every place is like hostile or whatever. It's just, you never know. Like you don't, you don't know what's going on with people. And wrestling is such that you encounter people in these brief passing moments and you have to put a lot of trust into them uh, taking care of you. But you know, it's a roll of the dice every time. Like yeah. you, you can kind of try to read it and if you get bad vibes and, you know, just kind of be like, nah, we're not doing that. But um, that was a place where it's just like, this is just rad. It's <laughs> top to bottom. <laughs> yeah. Everything is cool. Um, and like, 
people didn't look confused when I told them my pronouns, you know, (laughs) or the shows we get to where people have already looked them up and know them without ever ever Mm. meeting, which as my therapist told me, it's basic human dignity. That's a low bar. (laughs) (laughs) But it means so much to me. That's that's people in the South too. So like, I don't want to give the impression that you know, it's just all just horrible monsters out here or anything. It's like anywhere else. Oh, yeah. You know? oh, yeah. 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 And it's, it's, it's like any of the other uh, regions or states that get maligned. It's like, well, yeah, there are a lot of loud, awful people, but there are also really decent people who are trying to do good things. Um, and wrestling is no different. Like, I don't think there's a higher proportion of awful, like, people in wrestling i think no. it's actually pretty much in proportion with the rest of the world yeah. it's just that yeah, yeah. it's a small pool so it stands out um i really believe that like i don't there are days when wrestling seems like a cesspool but i don't think that's because it's exceptionally high in its numbers <laughs> of like weird monsters it's just you know subcultures draw people in like anything else um yeah Plus, like the hyper focus that people have that are into wrestling have on it as well, mm-hmm. like definitely yeah. feeds into into that stuff as, as well. So yeah, uh, it, it attracts like both for fans and people who are in it a really obsessive uh, kinds of really obsessive kinds of personality types. I think, um, and that that can, not a value judgment. No, no, I was gonna say that can cut either way. It can cut both ways. That's that's for myself included. Um, yeah. The line between like okay this is a healthy amount of focus to put on this versus uh maybe i should kind of cool it um that line's not easy to negotiate whether you're uh in it or, or observing it i don't think so no i can definitely understand that especially like as we continue to see the proliferation of like the the gig economy mindset and a lot mm-hmm. of like you know continuing capitalist practices and all that yeah. fun stuff uh, yeah like <laughs> it's i feel like so many people get get stuck in in those trappings very very easily mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. it's really frustrating to watch whenever you see people that obsessive nature can like ruins people's ab- ability to enjoy these things for whatever reason you yeah, know yeah. you know and and that cuts like you said it cuts both ways for both people in and out of the ring from what i have you know just from like conversations i've had with with people on this show or like in my work that that i do without sports like you know mm. you can you can see that like whenever people say that wrestling is is a is an industry that chews people up like it's mm. no fucking mm-hmm. lie yeah. No, no. And I mean, you, you can see it at every level. Um, it's so strange, too, because then this this can be a good thing, but oftentimes it's sort of a like a grim, like almost like a memento mori is the fact that you can be on a wrestling show with a legitimate legend who you just saw on television in front of however many thousands of people. And they're still just slumming it like the rest of us in these towns, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to make it work. And so on the one hand, like, you know, I can look at that either as, hey, that's kind of cool. Like, maybe, you know, we're not so far off in some kind of ways. Or maybe there's some sort of shared working class ethic there. Mm-hmm. 
but at the same time, it's also like, I don't know that all these people want to be there. Like, I don't think they want to necessarily be doing these shows. Um, so kind of guarding whatever piece you have, I think is really important because yeah, you'll see people that are just run ragged by the thing, mm-hmm. physically, mentally, all of yeah. it. Um, and I think a lot of promotions and trainers kind of promote that was redundant but anyway um <laughs> or proliferate that uh mindset um especially people who are not especially but i've seen it in people we used to train with or it's like oh yeah i haven't slept at all um you know and i've been working we made these crazy drives i gotta go back to work and i'm like buddy you need to you need to slow down you need to take a day off and they're like no, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Or like, yeah. this is the first Sunday or Saturday I've had off in a year. What do I do? It's like, sleep? Yeah. <laughs> like, Just chill any, out. Yeah, hang out with else? your friends. You don't have to use that time. And I, I have a hard time with that too. I mean, it's, um, you know, we're all sort of brought up, I think, in a culture that well, I mean, it is yeah. capitalism. Right, exactly. Sure. Right. So like, <laughs> any, amount of, like, any amount of relaxation or self-care, it is very difficult for me. Productive. Right. I, I can't oftentimes even feel at ease. Like, there can be a sense of relief that comes with a little bit of a break from mm-hmm. wrestling. But then I'm like, uh, maybe I should be doing this or maybe I should be doing that. Uh, I, so, I, you know, I get it. Um, and I'm not like, it's not like I'm completely free of it either. Um, but you know, I, I worry, I worry about a lot of uh, our peers. Yeah. Um, like we're at an age where we couldn't do the level of stuff that they're doing is physically and just mentally, like yeah. it's not happening at my age, but like, I don't want these people in their early twenties to hit like 27 and just hate everything or look like they're like 60 years old from stress yeah it's hard living you know yeah um Um, but then i can't really sit down or i guess i could no you can try i could try to explain capitalism (laughs) in the way it you know yeah intentionally Mm -hmm. eats people because then you'll just replace them with other workers and how it goes into this no with wrestling especially like yeah yeah Yeah. no you get injured one time good luck getting that momentum back everyone knows it yeah. It's ugly, but it's true. Uh, yeah, it's not even like metaphorical no. when you get into wrestling. It's like, <laughs> no. no, it's, it's going like, to no. destroy your yeah, body. Understand, your body will be destroyed. And if you can't be here to do this, then we're just going to get someone else to do it. Um, show must go on and all that. But I think that's been another alienating part of wrestling. Like the shorthand for talking about wrestling as like a, I don't know, as, as, something we always say the business of wrestling right yeah i hate that i really don't i don't have any interest in talking about the business as such like that's so far removed from why i would do it that doesn't mean i want to work for free that doesn't mean i want people to take advantage of me which they absolutely will yeah but it's really difficult to impress upon people that it's like i'm not this is not a put on. I'm not saying I don't care about getting paid. What I'm saying is there should be compensation for the things people do. That is commensurate with the work that they put in and that they feel like they deserve. 
But at the same time, my main motivating factor isn't to get on TV and to make six figures. People cannot fathom that. They yeah. don't. And in fact, they seem to kind of resent it uh, when you tell them that your goal has nothing to do with that. They're like, oh, you don't want to get like AEW. It's like, you know, if if the, if they were interested, then it might be something I would be interested in. Right. Like, I don't it's just not. I'm not pushing for that and they can't grasp that that's not the goal. Like, if you don't want to main event WrestleMania, then why are you even in this? The number of times I've heard that yeah. is nonsense. Yeah. Um, but I don't. Like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but people just, they they don't know how to interpret that. Yeah. Um, hmm. And so that's that's another weird thing. So, uh, for the well, most some part, people do. some people do. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are people who uh, absolutely get it. Like, Carrie Awful was um, talking about how you should think about wrestling for the the experiences as opposed to like the paydays and whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So not surprising based on like, if you know him. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's coming at it from the same idea that we are, especially now since he, like the carnies were going they for were. a long time. And it's great, but like he's, he's about our age. And now it's like, I want to talk about stories, like both like storytelling in the ring, but also like having your own stories. Like, I don't know, a recent example, driving an insane amount of time to Brooklyn, yeah. <laughs> coming back, not being able to find a hotel, having to sleep in a rest stop after listening to true crime podcasts all day. Yeah. And still managing to sleep somehow. Um, <laughs> and then having a tire blowout right in thinking. South Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like, well, no, that's actually kind of fun to talk Ooh, about. Yeah. The show itself was fucking amazing. Oh, it was so sick. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I was glad that he kind of reiterated and he has reiterated that to us at various points. Um, because I think we get in our own heads a lot and he mm -hmm. he understands what that's like. Um, guys like him and uh, like, I, I always think about Alex Shelley too, because the first mm. thing that he said to us, the absolute first thing is like, this should be fun. Right. Like, don't yeah, forget, yeah. this is fun first and then everything else after that. If you don't feel that way, well, maybe it's time to get some perspective and recalibrate because it's fun is job number one. Like at least that that's all that makes sense to me. Cause if you're not having fun doing it, it, it hurts so much. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not fun. And honestly, I don't, I don't know. Like I'm not one of those, like, you know, grind every day type people. Um, no, well, I think the nap ministry, everyone go look at the nap ministry. <laughs> uh, rest is resistance. Don't. That it don't is. Yeah. Um, plus you're better at what you do if you can put your full self into it, you know, and not from a like capitalist, I'm more productive than whatever sense, right. but like, it'll be more fun if I've slept before I do, <laughs> you know, yeah. I might actually enjoy this if I don't feel <laughs> like I'm going to fall out. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely got, I feel all of that so hard because that's something that i struggle with too a lot is like tying identity mm. to productivity right yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. that that is something that you just have to break as much as you can to even just exist honestly it's hard yeah it's, there are days where i fall 
well short of what I would like for like myself and how I conceive of whatever productivity is versus rest and what what's appropriate. Uh, that that balance is just elusive. Um, I've been working on it for years, and I I don't even know if I know how to rest. I'm yeah, I'm not sure. Just I'm like, not sure not be doing a thing at a time i can not. tell other people until i'm blue in the face like oh uh just kind of despondently looking into the distance because you've worked too hard for too long is not the same yeah, as resting not rest. <laughs> that's not a purposeful resting moment that's kind of just your body shutting it down um i can tell everyone that as many times as i want and then still <laughs> yeah <laughs> No, this it's very true. Like you, that's whenever you figure out how to rest, let me know because yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. Uh, because I'm <laughs> still there in a yeah, lot of ways. I, I have a like what is a what is sitting around and being comfortable just in uh, in a state state <laughs> like a moment of rest. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I know. so I haven't read her book, but the person who put together the Nat Ministry has a book on that <laughs> mm. but every time i look at it i'm like maybe i'll just lay down for a minute i think I'm, yeah but yeah. um it includes all sorts of different things like i think for me even like gardening even though that's like work mm. it's not for any specific reason except that i like it yeah yeah the distinction between work and what we know as work as in jobs Right. right like putting effort into something is not something i have any issue with i've never put more effort into anything than wrestling i can yes. say that with certainty that, that is awesome. and i don't feel like that's in vain i don't feel like it's in the service of something that i fundamentally disagree with it's because it's something that i'm passionate about and that i love and that is actually fun when wrestling's working and when you're when you're out there and things are just clicking and the crowd is right there with you. I don't know that there's anything I've experienced that's quite like it. And I mean, the old timers always say it, yeah. but before it happens, like when you, before you feel that happen to you <laughs> in a ring, uh, it's kind of like, ah, okay, yeah, sure. But mm -hmm. like, I don't know, the first time we got an honest to God falsy where the yeah. crowd came up. Like, they hmm. thought the the match was over and then it wasn't and they all just lost their minds. Yeah, I, it's, I was like, wait, we did it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, so like hard. we got him. We had him right there. We got him. Um, and you know, the first holy shit chant I got. My mom. I'm still waiting on that, but I'm also not gonna. Yeah, just let someone put you through. No. A <laughs> not unless there's a good story to get there. No, there was. It was totally. It wild. was. Yeah, yeah. makes sense for you. I'm not there yet. <laughs> yeah, all you gotta do is like you know. You were come it close was, to down. It was from the second rope or the top. It was rope? from the second. It was the, from the second, second yeah. like a flipping. Yeah. You're on his back through a table. No, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> I, I trust that man. Yeah. Since we're not clearly we're not K Faden, Dominic yeah. Stucky. Yeah. Dominic Stucky. If he hears this at any point, he already knows this. I have complete trust in him and I have the utmost faith in him yes. being a success in wrestling. Yes. He absolutely. Is, he is one of my best friends in wrestling. I would consider him a real friend. Like mm. for real, not just mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, he's a good brother, he's a good hand or whatever nonsense. Like that's that's a dude I would uh I would definitely go to bat for in any context. Mm -hmm. 
Um, mm. So yeah, when he was like, I want to do this wild thing with the table from the middle, maybe. I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Of course. <laughs> I got you. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to LGBT in the ring. I'm just going to take a quick break here to let you know uh, ways that you can support the show. And say thank you to some very rad people that help make this show uh, as amazing as it is. Um, first off, if you would like to support the show, we are on Patreon now. Patreon.com slash LGBT ring pod. Multiple tiers there for everyone that feels so moved to support this show. We've got numerous people. Uh, patron benefits over there uh, including bonus shows that are going to be coming out uh, monthly uh, round table of those sort of things so uh, definitely go over and check us out uh, again patreon.com slash lgbt ring pod every single dollar that is uh, pledged there to support the show is very very humbling and we thank you we also have a, a merch store over on Brainbuster Tees. Go to brainbustertees.com and search LGBT in the ring. Uh, you got t-shirts, tank tops, all kinds of good stuff. And, you know, always looking at some new things as well. But uh, definitely check us out on Brainbuster Tees there as well. You can follow the show on social media as well. We're everywhere. Um, that we have accounts. We're at LGBT RingPod. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, co-host, <laughs> Mastodon, whatever. We're there. Uh, so follow the show there. You can follow me at WonderboyOTM on uh, Twitter and Instagram as well. We also want to give a huge thank you to Sarah and the Safe Word for the show's theme, uh, Formula 666, from the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, or you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp. Another great way to support the show uh, is over at independentwrestling.tv. Check out IWTV for the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide. You can use our code LGBT RingPod or visit uh, the URL tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT. And uh, whenever you, uh, as long as you use that code to open your account and keep that active, we get a kickback from IWTV. So your subscription to watch all the great wrestling that we talk about on this show uh, goes to support the show as well. Thumbs up there. Of course, if you want to read more of my pro wrestling writing, you can check out outsports.com. And if you are into video games, I also co-host a video game news uh, Twitch stream every Monday at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. It's called the Mr. Video Game Super Show. Um, I co-host that with uh, two dear friends and Twitch streamers, uh, Slacker Kite and Lady Merwin. Um, just run through the, the week's gaming news or we throw on a game and play and just have fun and be dumb. It's it's great. But uh, you can check that out every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific over at twitch.tv slash Entertainment. Sun like the star. With that said, let's get back to the show. Oh, it's interesting to 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 hear that because it kind of speaks to the um a bit of the renaissance that we're seeing in like the georgia 
and specifically you know atlanta area and athens area like mm. independent scene over the last like five or so years you know like what i i always whenever i'm talking to somebody from for, like, that lives in georgia or from georgia like mm. on the show like i always kind of go back to like you know whenever i lived in atlanta and like what the indie scene was like then and like the mid 2000s into like the early 2010s and it was just like mm. you know it was it for an area that was so synonymous with pro wrestling because of the WCW tie, yeah. the NWA ties, and that sort of thing, to go there and like, literally the main, like the only show that I would go to on a regular basis was PCW. Like whenever they were running the masquerade Ooh. up there, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And oh, so, oh man, see, some good, some good yeah. shit. Yeah, I mean, some of, our, yeah, yeah. some of our, yeah, some of our OGs were, were the the amount <laughs> they were working like three or four shows a week sometimes at that period yeah. of time mm. uh which i mean it's no surprise if you see their in-ring work now the guys who are still doing it they're just phenomenal washington bullets but oh anyways, my god yeah. yes so, yeah but yeah yeah it now like as good as they were then now oh my god like yeah come on they make, <laughs> it, seem, <laughs> they make it seem effortless um but yeah i think like especially recently um you know the A4 kids have been. Yeah. Oh well, my God. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're the A4 kids. But back to the masquerade PCW, mm. like they were also like actively, maybe not at the masquerade era, but before that, like with Simon Sermon, mm -hmm. was he around when you were? Yes, I remember Simon. Simon Sermon was like the first like actual like I knew queer person that I saw yes. wrestle yes. Exactly. live. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they um managed to like not when they were at the masquerade, I think before when yeah. they were down in um down the way from Covington. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't remember the name. It's another it's scene. not far. Yeah. Yeah. Um Covington. Wait, no, no, no. Covington or nah, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, they decided that Simon was gonna be the guy and yeah. he was gonna be an out gay face mm -hmm. and they put everything behind it and it worked and he's amazing. And that's one of the few times that even in the history of wrestling around where we are, where I've heard that someone was like, Nope, this is it. He's the guy. Yeah. We're this doing is it. Yeah. Um, and we're going to have him hold the, the microphone. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, like a wine glass. Uh, or well yeah but yeah <laughs> diamond is <laughs> any wrestler who wants to to get detail work who wants to study what it looks like for, to do all the exact things in between mm -hmm. he is yeah. like you you could you, you'd have a hard time finding someone much better um he's a treasure but yeah uh they so there's there's it's not that like <laughs> there hasn't been moments but it's these like brief sparks and um but yeah like you were saying wrestling is uh in the in the immediate area and i would fold like twe um and the scenic city stuff in with kind of the uh it's not georgia yeah. yeah it's but close yeah, enough though yeah yeah it is. i mean it's yeah right there right yeah. <laughs> it's not all the same people but there's a lot of um kind of overlap between the two spots but um yeah i mean there have been just a, a wild number like of people i mean the a4 always had people coming out of there yeah. who i liked like you know mm -hmm. mac and uh yeah. and ashton yeah, yeah. 
have been inspirational. And I've told Since them Since we this. started. Yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we were already wrestling and started training. And um, from the word go, like, if you didn't recognize the star potential in those two, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but, yeah, the A4's got a really good lineage of uh, of people in general. And um, they <laughs> their work ethic is something to behold. Uh, Rico has been in such a short amount of time, just like I I, I marvel at yeah. the amount of stuff that he's been able to do already. Really cool. Um, plus, he's a sweetheart. Yeah, <laughs> I always tell him uh, he's like if Shawn Michaels was handsome. <laughs> uh, I stand by it. Uh, so you know, we've had recently, especially like a. I think there's more more and different kinds of queer representation around us too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, it's just been, it's been really cool. Um, it, it's also been strange that like, we're still relatively young in this thing. Like we really haven't been doing it long, but we've still felt compelled to try to carve space out for people uh, that we didn't necessarily feel like was there for us. Yeah, and, and to be mentors for people. Um, yeah, like I don't know everything. I may, I might know next to nothing, but I know that I want people to feel welcome when it's not necessarily the easiest path. Um, so you know, uh, just trying to look out for for the other the other queer kids who are out here doing it. Because um, <laughs> mm-hmm. there, I mean, as people debut, they, it does seem like there are more and more out queer wrestlers. And I'm very excited for the like the next five years to see how the scene changes down here. Um, because we've got like Soraya Saber mm-hmm. and Sigrid, daughter of Tear, who are two trans women who have just debuted. Mm-hmm. Um, which is great because it was for the longest time it felt like it was just me and dynamic Dexter. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> <hold me laughs> down, down here. Yeah. Um, but then there are people coming out of Alabama. That I don't know that they've debuted yet, but um, they're in the under the trans umbrella as well. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's going to be really exciting. But I also, with the political backlash that's happening yeah. in a lot of places, that worry too. Like yeah, um, but I'm trying to do what I can, even with the little amount of, like, yeah, influence. It's not like we, we have the core or whatever, be but something. yeah, if we are someplace, then we can at least be there as people to try to lend support to someone, even if as far as the larger wrestling landscape, I have no say-so, right? Like, yeah. I can't, I can't brother-brother anyone into some cool bookings for you, nothing like that, but I can be a, a vocal supporter of what you're doing, uh, as a queer wrestler, mm-hmm. and that's at the very least what yeah. I'm trying to do. Or, and even if it gets us unbooked at certain places, yeah, fuck them. You know, mm. whatever. You know, obviously we don't fit. Then if yeah. that was the cool. an issue, that's you fine. Know? If you don't like it, then yeah. I mean, honestly, like if who I am as a person, <laughs> if that loses me bookings, good. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like I don't. <laughs> I think you said something very offensive to a gay man. I'm going to say that I thought that was very offensive, even if it's not in a, like, I don't know, whatever. 
we're not we're not yeah, we're gonna get into it, but... yeah uh finesse is great yes, finesse, <laughs> Tennessee. yes one of carrie awful yes training, absolutely <laughs> wonderful just a sweetheart of a person yeah. we'll incredibly we'll athletic yeah he's gonna be amazing great. yeah that's a star anywhere that gave him shit fuck him yeah like <laughs> straight up so yeah finesse is a star yeah i've really um, i've really enjoyed watching finesse over the last like like year or so like like you're right there's he's got some yeah. oh absolutely yeah i um yeah so i mean that was like <laughs> i knew that finesse was someone to keep an eye out for because if carrie talks you up then i know that's you know you should pay attention mm -hmm. um but yeah time and time again finesse's like when given the shot yeah that, that's yeah so i mean yeah that's another um there have been cool things happening that uh in the immediate area that we didn't necessarily have up until recently uh retinal wrestling yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like punks doing wrestling promotions with the diy and punk ethic sort of as the backbone of the thing um i hadn't seen a ton of that here yeah uh, in like you know in the south i'm sure there are but then like classic but... city is doing it too yeah classic city um the presentation is more like uh i wouldn't say traditional necessarily like it's definitely got its own twist but i think they've tried to uh meld like the wrestling that a lot of us in this age group came up on with keeping everything like it's still punk. Like they're gonna take mm -hmm. care of you. Yeah. They actually yeah. care about your welfare. They they want they people to have a to... fan code of conduct. Yes. Which, which is not again, not a thing. Yeah. A low yeah. bar. <laughs> yeah. Right. But <laughs> if you bring that idea up to some promoter, they're like, "Why? No." Because like, yeah. we're not gonna tell people what to say. And like, you're gonna let them call me. Like, like, maybe you should. You, <laughs> First match ever. <laughs> the first thing I heard out of the curtain was "fuck you, you bald-headed faggot." Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if I was called a dyke or a lesbian, but one of them, maybe both. My first match. Um. So yeah. <laughs> and that was anyway. just like it was just understood that oh well you know you just kind of you accept that take it on the chin get get thicker skin. It's like I'm not like it wasn't a matter of me being offended. I just don't think that that's okay. <laughs> yeah that was a literal that was an actual child that was a child sitting with his parents you know uh on the one hand i was like damn how this kid clock me i'm not even out of here i hadn't done a promo yet i hadn't wrestled yet i didn't even have real gear yet i just walked through the curtain and that kid was like boom you gay it didn't sound celebratory though. I'll tell you that much. No. <laughs> no. God. No, it, it is, you know, amazing to see like the people that are that are coming up in the southeast, like like you said. And but at the same time, you know, it's important to be able to recognize any modicum of, you know, for lack of a better word, power that, that you might have, right? And you know, while you said like, you know, you're not gonna like getting be getting people booked at all these places or anything like that but to be able to be there for the people that that are coming up and and to be able to 
share a lot of these like historic first moments in the ring specifically for, for you andy yeah, you yeah. know like you know like um <clears throat> we talk about like i want to say uh, like you posted about a, a match that you a tag team match that you had with um where you were facing soraya saber at okay. southern states yeah. pro and like that was like the first time that we've seen two trans wrestlers in the ring against one another in yeah, georgia I'm, in the greater I'm area 99 positive yeah, uh, yeah that that was the case yeah, yeah. yeah. which um is crazy because it was just like thrown together like oh y'all are all here let's you know we're gonna have you be a tag team like okay cool and then afterwards soraya was like you know what just happened right like oh shit <laughs> no i hadn't realized <laughs> so go for life for, uh, for having me to learn i know that. i know <laughs> yeah um but yeah and then like for a second i was like man we need to start touring around to get knock out all these states have these first done so then it can just be normal right and i yes. don't have to worry about it you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah part of historic first and yeah. being, uh, <laughs> being exceptional in some sort of way <laughs> That doesn't fit with my view of myself. Yeah. <laughs> and what we're going for is to make uh, gay wrestling completely mundane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's no. <laughs> I know, I know. But then, <laughs> no, for it to be all across the board. So it's like, okay to have like shitty gay wrestling matches because they're going to happen, right? But then yeah. also have like AC Knack winning the IWTV title and stuff like that also Huge. you know we need the full spectrum of everything yes mm -hmm. yeah um, the, the space to do all of those things yes, right exactly. the the space to not if you don't want to you don't have to be aggressively activist quote-unquote about right. it to simply exist as a gay wrestler and to have a range of options as a performer right same as if you were an author you don't need to always write about, quote unquote, the cause, whatever that happens to be. You can also write about maybe falling in love with someone or having fun. Wrestling should be uh -huh. the same thing. It shouldn't feel like every single time, you know, you're under this microscope and you have to do the best work right. always. But that is how it feels. Yeah. Um, so, you know, same anything. Same for women's wrestling. Oh, like any yeah, yeah. marginalized. Anyone, anyone. Any, yeah. yeah, I guess not yeah y'all know all that <laughs> i don't have to look yeah yeah it's, it's, it's <laughs> you know what we're talking about yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and i mean we were both told honestly and up front from the start that everything we do people are going to whether they mean to or not expect us to do it a hundred times better and that's just what it is in my case, sometimes it's because of my size. Uh, now, because I'm out, I'm sure there's that component too. Mm -hmm. Everything you do, if you're part of any marginalized community, the fact that I'm indigenous Hawaiian, I'm sure for some people might factor in. You know, people are like, oh, well, this is interesting. But then from that comes the, all right, let me let me really uh, pick apart everything you're doing, right? Um, I try not to think about it too much because what can you even do about that? Right. Um, but yeah, I just, I would love to see a moment where it didn't feel like everything was super high stakes when you go out there to do it. Like wrestling should have urgency. You should care. The performance mm -hmm. should be passionate. 
all of those things. But that's 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 distinctly different from feeling like you have to like hold some collective weight on your shoulders just by yeah. virtue of being who you are. Like that's mm-hmm. weird. That's a weird place to have to be um all the time. Yeah. Oh I know like so many of us in the in the marginalized communities might feel that way. Like our ancestors, you know, we gotta gotta do stuff that they couldn't. Yeah. <clears throat> but it can also be fun. No, it absolutely can. And it can be, um, as it has been many, many times, more often than not, I would say, recently, especially, it's been more heartening than anything else. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the shows we've been able to do, it, it's not lost on me how how fortunate we are to do some of the rad stuff we've done. Yeah. <clears throat> because there are times with wrestling, um, and I'm sure you've heard this from people before too, but it's got this really bizarre quality of you can have the absolute worst day of your life because of a match you had and how it just did not go well. (laughs) And that in the same evening, even if you're doing more than one show, uh, you can have then what you think is the best match you've ever had (laughs) and you can feel invincible. Yeah. That can happen within a span of an hour. Uh, Wrestling is really high peaks and really low valleys. So it's like, I've been trying to find ways to seize upon and focus on the very good things, especially when it starts to feel like I mean, it can feel hopeless. It can feel isolating. Mm-hmm. Um, all those things. Everyone knows this. Who who does the thing, right? But yeah, you know, in retrospect, and if I look at the things we've accomplished and allow myself to feel any measure of like pride or accomplishment okay. in it, um, we've yeah. done a lot of really cool stuff. Um, and that's you know, I, I need to keep telling myself these things. And I think anyone who's in wrestling, whether they feel like they're in a marginalized community or not. They also need to do that <clears throat> because I swear to God, there will be months where you're just like, I don't understand what's even happening. Why is everything terrible? Why is every match terrible? What is happening? And then, you know, the month after that, you just have a whole series of really rad things mm-hmm. that just kind of go by in a flash. Um, so that allowing yourself to actually celebrate the things that you do. Yeah. I'm terrible at it, but I'm trying. Yeah, same. it's all it's all a work in progress it's all just like getting better each time you try in that way so but i can definitely understand that aspect as well like there's a there's a lot of similar vibes going on (laughs) that way so um i did have um a, a couple of of like individual specific questions for y'all before okay. we yeah, before yeah. we wrap up here i've i've loved this this conversation by the way yeah I, I, yeah I love whenever interviews just completely deviate from where i thought they were going to go and, and <laughs> it just, i but i trust me this is great um okay. yeah. <laughs> so we're good about that yeah <laughs> not saying on top yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing at all wrong with that but um uh Andy, I'll, I'll go to you first with this because I wanted to talk to you about the the SVW championship win that you had last year. Um, you know, becoming the first non-binary person to hold a, a heavyweight title, um, even if it was as as brief of a reign as it was there. But you you're <laughs> in the record books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, Ashton Starr's first win a title win like that was was in the same. They lost it the same night too. So. Yeah. 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 So, 
Okay, so this is me definitely pulling back the curtain, but I don't care. Um, so I was not slated to win. Let me think. Yeah, I was um not slated to win that from Austin Towers. I they were they did have me scheduled to win at some point. <clears throat> um but the person who was gonna win the title from Towers didn't like how short their reign was gonna be and then just just left. Um so it was gonna be well, okay, anyway. What happened was um, <laughs> Roe versus Wade was overturned on Friday. <laughs> we wrestled on Saturday and Austin Towers was like, you know what? <laughs> this is what we're going to do. We need a goddamn baby face win <laughs> tonight. <Yeah. laughs> like, like, all of us need yes. this. Yeah, no, wise beyond his years. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to have you win and then force a rematch to get us more heat and you know just um just to do it basically and he planned out the whole thing um it solidified us as a tag team as well at that promotion mm -hmm. um so it's something that I really don't give myself credit for because it wasn't supposed to happen <laughs> But then I need to be like, no, like this did, <laughs> this did happen, mm -hmm. even if it wasn't like a big intended to be like my big thing. Like I was supposed to go on the chase and eventually yeah. get it again. But um, yeah, like anytime I stop and think and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, well, <laughs> the, the thing too is, though, it wasn't that it happened completely in isolation as this like shocking surprise, like the way. That your momentum had been that's true like people wanted that to happen they wanted you to be in that position mm -hmm. the so fans and yeah the, yeah yeah the fans yeah. did for sure the fans were behind you completely um and it was um was it pride month it was pride it was, month. Yeah. It was pride month. Yeah. yeah oh wow so that was like a year ago at this point yep <clears throat> um so like it was about that too you know um or like it had that effect, I think, on the people who were there, like mm -hmm. to get to see me win, which it's wild that anyone cared, but they did. They, <laughs> they did. were very excited by they that um, to be the first non-binary champion in the Southeast. Pretty sure. Um, yeah, I don't check it's that. So hard to keep Thumbs track up on that. that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, it was. And is historic. It's just I need to give myself more credit about it, I guess, instead well, of being like, oh, well, it wasn't, well, you know, here I'm all like, yeah, oh, well, you know, whatever. It was only five minutes and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, wrestling uh, is funny because people decide who's going to win and lose, right? Right. So it's not like... <laughs> Not like if I got a, uh, anything besides a participation trophy growing up, right? Um, it's different from that. So, like, the fact that you were ever in a position to have the title, whether the reign was short or not, mm -hmm. is indicative of the fact that you were doing good work that's and true. work that people made people want to see you in that position. The title itself, mm -hmm. like, that's, you know, that's a prop, whatever. Right. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it's not like it's as random as I think sometimes you make it out to be. And it's not just because of like, you know, someone wanting to do this and then not wanting to do that and then leaving and so on. That's their prerogative. That's whatever it is. Um, it didn't happen in the original order, but that's immaterial. Yeah, um, it still it still happened. And I still, even though Georgia wrestling history does not acknowledge my title reign. But like they keep talking about his Austin's undefeated streak. And yeah. I was like, uh uh-uh. uh. No, nope. I did it. I yeah. rolled him up. <laughs> That's still, I, was there. <laughs> and, uh, I got beat up a lot. My yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but another aspect uh, of that, like in, in terms of like what 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 Irv was saying about about that, is that like seeing what what happened like with y'all as a tag team post that as well, like the run that y'all had for the rest of last year with SVW. Like I feel like that even more so kind of solidifies like the place that y'all have had in in that promotion, but mm-hmm. also like what y'all have continued to bring where where y'all have gone and and why you know people thoroughly enjoy like seeing y'all uh, in just whatever uh, weird the thing y'all are going to do whenever you come out from the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I never thought we would be. Uh... We would be good guys. I truly didn't. I, in my mind, I was just yeah. like, oh, people are going to see me and be like, nah, that guy's deplorable. No dice. But then uh, <laughs> it was uh, PCW that I think really opened my eyes to it because mm-hmm. in typical PCW fashion, they were like, nope, y'all are baby. And I was like, are you yeah, sure? Gotta, gotta make it work. And they're like, oh, trust me, you are. Yeah. Then it'll happen. And then sure enough. Um, so goes to show what I know. Uh, I, I I still don't know. I, like when people want to high five me, I'm like, ooh, okay, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we can do that. We can do that. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's still. I guess it's up there from when that little kid threw popcorn on me one time. <laughs> yeah. That was so good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Reference for the kids. It is. Yeah. <laughs> And then, um, but yeah, oh, sorry, go think, ahead. sorry, if, if people will give us the chance, like we will do as much as we can on it, you know, like, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I, uh, both of us will go so far out of our way to try, uh, to, I don't know, whatever, get over whatever it is or like, you know, to have it be something that mutually benefits both the promotion and us mm-hmm. and makes us all look bigger and cooler and more whatever, uh, if we're given that chance. You know, like I ran an ad in a newspaper. Now this to... this <laughs> <laughs> I ran when, when Stucky and I won tag straps at SVW, I wasn't kidding. I was early, I was like, hey, if we win these tag belts, I'm gonna run an ad in the paper. <laughs> about how we won the tag belts and no one was taking it seriously then i did and i yeah. brought it and i had it out there at the next shows i kept being like look it's in print we are your champions <laughs> that was all me that was all my money no one put that like you know i wanted to do that because like that's some wrestling shit. yeah like, check it out yeah. this is in the paper 
Yeah. This is what happens when you're a champion. <laughs> they write about you in the paper. You see that? It's the winner's purse, baby. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of stuff that both of us will do. Like at the promos we've done where we just really go hard on it because we have a crazy idea. Um, it's, yeah. I mean, so like if something clicks and we feel like things are rocking and rolling mm -hmm. and you're putting something behind us, uh, then that's something we're going to, I mean, we mirror that. We, we more than mirror that. Um, I don't think we know any other way to do it. Like if you get us fired up about something, then like yeah, all right, we're we're doing this yeah. thing. This and is if happening. Let us be like as weird as we want to be. Oh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think we're really lucky that the places we work now, like after going through various ins and outs of things, um, are ones that fully embrace that for sure. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't feel. Uh, I don't feel micromanaged. I don't feel like I got to change what we're doing, which isn't to say that like, oh, I'm just going to do what I want. I'm like, no, I mean, you know, I don't know everything about wrestling. And if a yeah. story needs to be told a certain way, then by all means, then that's what I want to do. But I want to do it in a way that is true to the thing that we have already put together. Mm -hmm. um, we got a thing that we've established. So at this point, I'm not hearing anything that either erodes what we've done or that feels like a step backwards. Like, I don't, I can't. I, I just mm -hmm. I can't do it um, yeah and if they're bringing that energy of like this is the story like if they've thought about it as opposed to this is just a match for whatever then we're like 110 percent in you know it could just be the basic like yeah next time you're gonna wrestle these guys and it's like okay so now we're gonna set up all this stuff to then you know establish later that like oh yeah now there's some sort of long-term even if it's like little tiny stuff. Yeah. Um, whereas if people are just like, eh, you know, then hey, you really could wrestle. To, yeah. <laughs> like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, okay. You have a question. Oh, yeah. Of <laughs> course, <laughs> like I said. <laughs> no. It's yeah. not calling matches, it's Sue. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but. You, you brought it up earlier, but, you know, being indig indigenous Hawaiian, um, yeah. you know, I've seen you've been you've at times have been very uh, vocal about, mm -hmm. you know, the the place of uh, the the Hawaiian population in not just pro wrestling, but culture as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. is that how much like obviously that's a point of, of pride for you, but like um, like where does that how how do you like kind of apply that? um for your, for yourself in, in that mm. way and, and what makes you um maybe not what makes you but like what what empowers you to continue mm. to like speak up specifically with like hawaiian pro wrestling because i feel like there's such a lineage there like, yeah yeah hawaii's and, got such a long history yeah and it's still going and most people yeah. just aren't yeah, paying yeah, attention yeah. to it yeah um you know island island places they are uh <laughs> There's so many weird commonalities with places that are just islands where they uh, people know about them. They might hold them in some sort of regard, but they're still just kind of marginal in weird ways. But um, I don't know, like being being native Hawaiian. Uh, yeah, it, it is important to me. And um, I've said it before, but like it's not 
everything, just like being queer is not everything, but it is something that matters to me. Um, and I've thought about like <clears throat> what that means in terms of wrestling. Like I'll always joke because, you know, the age old thing is like, oh, Hawaiians uh, and Polynesians, they got hard heads or whatever. And uh, I think that that's, maybe it shouldn't be funny to me, but it is. Uh, and so that's like, you know, I'll joke about that. But in a more serious way, like, I think the project of trying to decolonize oneself, um, in addition to the fact that I think Hawaiian sovereignty is important, um, it was illegally annexed. It shouldn't be a state. It's nonsense. But that matters to me uh as a as a personal matter too because um whether or not you're an indigenous person you have so many things sort of poured into your brain from a very young age if you grew up in america that are ostensibly parts of the colonial project so to me to understand and embrace the fact that i am an indigenous person um it all fits together with everything that has to do with creeps too. Uh, wrestling is a space that I think can and should be decolonized at every possible juncture. Um, and it only stands to get better because of it. Uh, whether it's for the workers and the way that we're treated or whether it's the fans and whether they feel welcome in these spaces, mm -hmm. all of it, like that's part of the decolonial, <laughs> like decolonizing process and what the project entails. So like, even for me in passing to just say, like, yeah, I'm Hawaiian. Um, that's another one of those things where I've had people just sort of appear and be like, oh, holy shit, you're native Hawaiian? Like, yeah, uh, good. And they're just like, no, that's crazy. I don't ever meet anyone who is in wrestling or even a fan who is usually. And uh, and it's true. Like, I don't, I don't really meet native Hawaiians at all in Georgia every now and again. Mm -hmm. And it's always the same thing of like, oh, wait holy shit you too um and so i think that that matters too like just in terms of representation right growing up uh i was just like i've had a series of jokes during the uh asian american pacific islander month where i kept being like oh all right anybody who's asian or polynesian is my cousin now uh so i was like <laughs> yeah yeah ricky the dragon steamboat my cousin um <laughs> but that's partially rooted in <laughs> growing up and being like all right who who of y'all like, wh who's my God? Like, uh, I'm like, uh, I mean, I guess the head shrinkers, that's kind of offensive. And uh, I mean, uh, I'm not, I'm not Tongan, but I mean, you know, I guess I'll take it. And uh, Ricky Steamboat's like, ah, oh, kind of ambiguous. Not sure. Is he Hawaiian? Eh, maybe, probably. I don't know. Yeah, The Rock's my cousin too. Who cares? Right. <laughs> so like, um, yeah, it was, it's a joke that's rooted in something that was actually serious and is very strange uh, when you, when you can't find something to like hold on to for that representation stuff um but yeah i mean all of that it all i can't um at this point i can't divorce the rest of what i'm doing in wrestling from it um it's just as central to me uh you have some examples of how you want to decolonize wrestling <clears throat> so when I think about what that would look like, it's not just the process of, uh, you know, hey, look, there are more Hawaiians around or whatever. That's like, you know, 
that's that's that should happen but that's like that's kind of an auxiliary part of it yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It's like, yes, Hawaiians, please come here to Georgia. No, actually, don't. Uh, but what it means to me, like, I think even a lot of the things that we've been talking about in terms of queer wrestling and carving out these spaces for people to be, like, let's, you know, in my case, Native Hawaiian, like, I can be that, or you can be whatever you are without feeling like you have to perform in a certain way. So the head shrinkers were a good example because they're like, what, weird native savages, right? That shit's offensive. Yeah. Um, but if you want the spot, then you do the job. So to me, part of the decolonizing process would be that's not a conversation. If you don't think it's something that passes the smell test for you as an indigenous person, then it's done. Conversation's over. You didn't lose your spot because the promoter's too dumb to think of something else. It's just that you've asserted, no, this is not how I'm performing who I am. For those who want to be more upfront about their lineage and have that be part of their character, that's awesome. That's a choice. But I struggled with ways to incorporate, like visually maybe, what being Hawaiian into the character and um all of it just seemed too forced a lot of times or, or too put on, too affected. It didn't, it wasn't me. It, it just didn't fit. Like, I can't go out there like a Kanaka warrior with a helmet and all this other stuff. Like, I think that's rad. It's just not me. Um, so a huge part of what I think of when I think of decolonizing it is that you don't have to live up to the expectations of someone who is not an indigenous person uh, from the outside looking to put these things on you. Um, like it should be self-determination is the is the main thing. Um, and that applies to, again, everybody who's marginalized in wrestling. Mm -hmm. um, the number of times that I've heard from friends in wrestling who are either, you know, non-white or, or queer about like, oh, yeah, they kind of wanted me to be this way, but that's just not my deal. Like they made assumptions because of race or anything else that I would be into this. Or like, if you have four black wrestlers, uh, some no talent, absolutely creatively bankrupt turd is gonna be like, oh, we could do a nation of domination stable with you. Yeah, cool, man. Uh, you know, not everyone necessarily, <laughs> this might shock you, necessarily wants to do a black militant character. Did you know that? They don't, they don't necessarily want to. So that's part of what the decolonizing process would be too. You know? Interesting. Because yeah. <clears throat> from the studying I've done yeah. as a white person and a colonizer, <laughs> <laughs> um, the things that I think about for decolonizing myself are very different. So that's why I was wondering. Hmm. No, no, that's that's a self determination is the name of the game. Like yeah. that's that's it. Um, if what I'm doing doesn't hit and it's not cool, all right, that's just what it is. But I want to have the space to do those things uh, and not have it be like, oh, so because you're X, you have to do Y. Right. Um, that's, that's uh, in addition to being like weird and retrogressive, it's also just boring. Like, I don't, mm -hmm. I'm not interested. <laughs> and a lot of the other stuff we've talked about too ties into decolonization. 
which I, as a white person, am not trying to claim at all, you know, um, but like, uh, rest, you know, yeah. <laughs> not wanting to be the top guy. Cause not ever, you know, it doesn't have to be that, you know, yeah. um, things like mm -hmm. that as well. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah, this yeah. could be its own. No, it's true. Yeah, no, <laughs> no yeah. it definitely get out and I'll throw something in there too, because like one of the things that, you know, in, in the years that I've been doing the show and, and covering this specific world of pro wrestling is that we've seen the increased diversity in presentations within mm. the queer community mm -hmm. as well. And like, while I would, I would hesitate to put decolonization as the term on, on that, but something adjacent to it, maybe mm -hmm. like you're seeing like, like what y'all are talking about, this idea of self-determination of that, like, I know who I am. And I know how I express my my queerness. I know how that manifests for myself. And I know how I want to apply that to the character that I want to portray in, yes. in pro wrestling in a way. And so and to see where we're at now where we can have absolute killers like Pero versus yeah. like yeah, people yeah, yeah. that like Effie, who mm -hmm. still very much, you know, play up so so many of the the elements of the what what is now been categorized as like the problematic depictions of queer people over the rest of mm -hmm. the history of pro wrestling but in a way in like a, as like a reclamation project right. almost sure. in a way yeah, yeah. uh even to the point that like you know we have people that completely completely divorce that side of themselves from from their presentation in a way you know um and, and it's it just kind of it speaks to the ability for the performer to maintain control of their own identity and their own expression sure. of that identity. And I think that is falls very much in line with what oh, y'all yeah. y'all mm -hmm. are talking about there as well. And it no, gives me sure. hope. It gives me hope that more and more of, of these like these these intersections um can can experience that that same power in the future. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. Like if uh, you know the shows that we've been on that were like queer shows, I would defy anyone to point to any single talent on any of those cards and say, "Oh, well, that person's exactly the same as that person." Right. Like that's that's bullshit. That. It doesn't. It's yeah. not happening. Yeah. Uh, like the the way <laughs> the queerness that we saw and how that looks is so beautifully different mm -hmm. for all of these different people. Um, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Um, so that's, that's, that's happening like that. It doesn't, honestly, it doesn't matter what <laughs> outside forces want or think like it is happening period. And I will also say this too, uh, wrestling had, had it not been for gay wrestling during the pandemic, when it first started, we were taking time off. I don't know that I would. I, I don't think I would have come back because yeah. really, like the gays were the gays were holding it down. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. the glue that kept wrestling interesting and kept it together and kept trying to make the form work. That was gay people. Period. That was queers. Like I don't give a fuck. They were the ones who were doing it. So like, yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> like it's so fundamental to me to the fabric of wrestling itself. Uh that yeah those like the the diversity that we're seeing in a very true sense 
that's just that's the direction that's the that's that's how it's going to keep going that momentum doesn't stop um especially you see people like Edie and Sheik mm -hmm. wrestling out in these places that openly yeah openly hostile <laughs> yeah uh, toward queers and especially toward trans people um that that I, I'm I'm mind it's blown. Inspiring. Yeah, it, it is. It is. And I don't, you know, that doesn't mean I assume everyone has to do exactly that or anything like that. But to see people out there doing it, um, it's huge. Like the uh the wherewithal that that takes. Um so yeah, again, like that these things are going to happen. Like I don't if there's one way that I'm hopeful, it's uh the moment that we're experiencing now. And this isn't to diminish how miserably scary it is because it's horrifying, but I don't think it's forever. Like I'm looking around it and I'm seeing so many people. I'm like, Hey, you're going to feel real bad when you realize that you're on the wrong side of history because you are. Um, and history will not look favorably upon you for it either. Uh, you're going to be in books looking like a clown and like a war criminal. <laughs> so, uh, but I don't think that this is forever like all this that we're experiencing. Um, there are too many good people doing too much good work for that to be true. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. Like it's, it's inevitable. We, we are inevitable. Like you're not, sure. you're not going to stop us. No. Nope. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's a, a perfect place to, to end the, this chat. Uh, this has been, outstanding and thoroughly enjoyed having the chance to sit down and talk with both of y'all uh over the the course of this time thank you again for for yes. coming on the show thank you so much for having us sorry about oh, the yeah, emotions, some, I, guess getting, yeah, I don't know if you heard that oh i didn't hear anything yeah this was awesome sorry we talked so much yeah i always feel compelled to apologize like i i will never shut up y'all never have to apologize for that on here i <laughs> i love it i love it so much let everybody know where they can uh find y'all online um so i'm on twitter facebook and instagram as andy ripley a-n-d-e-y-r-i-p-l-e-y um we started a Discord, which I'm trying to figure out, but yeah. right now it's mostly our friends just being cool. Yeah, it's fun. You can you can come be cool too. I, I don't really. It understand. is a safe space. Yeah. So, come come talk about your therapy with us. Yeah. You know, yeah. sick. Whatever you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Come through. <laughs> we'll talk about other stuff yeah, too. But recently, it's all been that. Yeah. yeah. No, we're all going through it. Come come talk. Um, I have a TikTok, but I don't use it. Yeah. Um, I'm on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and the Instagram. I think I made some other account for that one that existed briefly when everyone thought. Twitter oh was yeah, on I was on Hive. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm still. I, my account is still there. I don't know. The, I don't think anything's happened. But anyway, all of them are Irving West PhD. Um, uh, yeah, Irving. Uh, a lot of people. Um, I think mostly because of Elysian when they speak, oh, yeah. they want to say Irvin. And that's fine. You can say Irvin, but the spelling when you want to find me is going to be Irving. Uh, so, you know. Yeah. We also have a web store. <laughs> if you oh, yeah. would like to check out our t-shirts. 
Kiss cards. That, yeah, we've got kiss cards yeah. where we'll kiss them and personalize them. Mm-hmm. We have that awesome shirt that Riley Park. Um, it's not in our hands yet, but we know how many we will have. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of other designs that Irving, who is very good at design, yeah. has made. <laughs> I definitely do design. <laughs> I can attest. Good at design. <laughs> no. Well, thank you both again for for coming on the show. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thanks so much. My thanks once again to Irving and Andy for taking the time to come on the show and you know just really dig deep into some of these concepts uh, a bit more uh, as in regards to pro wrestling. Um, and, and queerness and and marginalized identities and empowerment and autonomy. You know, I think these are all concepts that, you know, we're seeing grow and be more prescient on the minds of, of not just, you know, the, the wrestlers that step into the ring, but also the, the fans that watch it. And, you know, that's what's really coming through. And creeps are just part of that party, <laughs> so to speak. Um, that is going to do it for us this week here on the show. But before we go, just want to once again say if you would enjoy the show and you would like to support us here, uh, you can go over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGBT in the ring and uh, support us over there at various tiers. Um, become a member of the roster of lovelies. We have bonus shows that we do um, every month. You know, we have the first episode of, Oops, all fun ones with Anton Voorhees talking all about Legend of Zelda and Final Fantasy and such. Um, we have another bonus show coming up here uh, in June as well. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about that show next week. Um, and I'm just going to keep going with all that fun stuff there. We're going to we're keep we're continuing to explore different additions to uh you know, patron benefits over there too. So always looking for feedback. If you let us know what you want, I think is the best way to put that. Right. <laughs> but definitely uh, head over there and, and support us. And you too can be recognized as a member of the roster of lovelies here on every episode of this show, which speaking of that, a big thank you to Alex E., Val Capone, and Jerry Legend, our uh, members of the roster of lovelies here. Uh, If you want to be added to that roster, you can go over to patreon.com slash lgbtringpod and subscribe at the $3 level. And if you want to hear the bonus shows that we do, you can subscribe at the $5 level. It's that easy. Patreon.com slash lgbtringpod. All right, well... With that, we will say goodbye for this week. But uh, come back next week. We'll have another episode here as Pride Month continues to roll along and all that good, good stuff. Uh, But until then, y'all stay messy. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Get vaccinated and boosted if at all possible. Same goes for monkeypox. And uh, happy birthday, Effie. Bye. She made a deal with the 